Welcome back to the TNT BNB podcast. On these episodes, we will be bringing in a guest host to rank our favorite movies from a certain year. So sit back, mix a drink, and enjoy the show. Listener beware, we'll be spoiling the shit out of all of these movies. Here we go again, closing out another decade. Damn, that's four decades we've closed? Yeah, this will be the 41st, 44th year. Is that right? 43rd or 4th. Yeah, that always throws me off. Yeah, I think it's 43rd. 23 will be 44th. That's so awesome. Goddamn. Yeah, we started this because remember I got kidney stones December of 19, and I think we hadn't even started officially. I think you're right. I think it was January of 20. That makes sense. Or somewhere in there. Yeah, because we were doing it remote during for a the little pandemic. Bit. Yeah. But we were also because we were doing smaller lists for a little bit. Yeah. I've listened re listened to those so not long ago and it was like, Hey all right, in like two weeks we'll be back and it's like dude, we were like really like not taking the time. Right. Now it's like five, six weeks. But yeah. Kind of. It's all good. Well, especially now we're getting into years where I haven't seen hardly any of the movies. Yeah. Well, that's the thing is is from probably ninety and up. We were pretty well versed well, we in grew the up, and, Yeah, we grew up in it. Yeah. But anything of this decade, eighties. We're four years removed from any of us being alive at that yeah. point. So Yeah, I thought it was an interesting year. Yeah, I mean, it's like a I I'd say it's like a solid deep year. Deep not like deep like all oh, these are all amazing, but like like I said to you a while back, like I, there's like 15 where it's like, that could have made my list. It was pretty good. Yeah. Most of mine are horror, I think. I have a... Oh, horror. I thought you were going to say horrible. <laughs> I was like, we're doing this again. <laughs> I have a good amount of horror on my list as well. It was a, a big couple. horror year for sure. You guys probably have a lot more than I do, but... And yeah, I think we'll talk about it off mic, but going backwards, we need to change our... Yeah, age the worst I, category because any movie made well if you shit. could fucking dude i got half of my list could age badly yeah that's yeah. what i'm saying mm-hmm. so we whether need to, it's we technical need, or we need to think of a or whatever you want to call it different category to do a one-off I, of oh yeah we can do that off mic i have idea i think i mentioned in the past like you could just do a variation of like it could be that it could be a sleeper it could be a foreign it could, you just almost have like a some options right be like all right i'm gonna just do a sleeper i thought about yeah foreign just because you can go into there's still a lot are some of, foreign movies back then yeah you can go into a lot of different yeah. this is hard to find them streaming though yeah that'd be the issue but we can work on that. well like today the movie him and i watched uh oh. we could do we could do like, um, like if you want something and it's not streaming, I can get the library and lend it. I've got it for like three, four weeks. Yeah. So I could like watch it and then be like, hey, if I think it's good enough where you might like it, I might lend it to you. You know, we could yeah. borrow movies. We can figure it out for sure. But it's a good option. Library is actually. Yeah, I think. I'm not allowed back. Because like I said, <laughs> 79 has a bunch that are not streaming, <laughs> so we may have to look into that. Yeah, you don't want to just keep buying shit or renting shit. It well, adds, it adds up. good. Well, like fuck you up. said, Apocalypse isn't like that's Apocalypse. worth buying. Probably because it's one of the best movies of all time. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Or considered. I haven't seen it in a bit. <laughs> well, they have like a Voodoo has a deal going now where you get three 
movies from the 70s for 12 bucks. Oh, fuck yeah. It's just a matter of finding out which three movies that aren't streaming. You'd have to like strategize a bit. Gotta do that sooner than later. Was Debbie Does Dallas in the seventies? Yes, it yeah. was. It's seventy-eight. Oh yeah. Does that count? Yeah, it does. <laughs> I'm watching it. I suppose there's no reason it can't. Bambi one. Woods uh, is in it. <laughs> number one is Debbie Does Dallas. <laughs> Good plot line. Good solid script. My dad still refers to that movie like <laughs> monthly when I talk. Dude, to I have him. it on VHS. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking 45 years old. Yeah, I still have that on VHS. Did you just drop Bambi Woods on us as yeah. well? It's the star. He just fucking doesn't know actors. He's just like, Bambi Woods, man. <laughs> <laughs> he knows the important actors. Yeah. All right, asshole. That's great. Yeah, let's get good score. Start it off. All right. So this movie wasn't going to make my list, but since we still have this category... It's the one-liners in this movie that I kind of enjoyed, and I've always have. This is your worst age? Yeah. Okay. Caddyshack. Actually, I'm on my, my list. list too. It's my, my number, number four. It's my number three. <laughs> um, but I get why. Yeah. So I'm not arguing it. Yeah, just the, you know, IMDb is 7.2, meta 48, tomato 72%, audience 87, worldwide 39,918,650. Budget was six million. Director was Harold Ramis. 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 Or yeah, Ramis. Chevy, Chevy Chase, Rodney Dangerfield, Bill Murray, Michael Keefe. Um, Ted Knight. He's the best part of that movie. Oh. But I don't know. What did you do? Step on a duck? Like I grew up with my stepdad always saying. Oh, it's that. a quotable movie. Yeah. It is. I've with the age of the worst thing, the gophers look terrible. Yes. And Bill Murray, even though I like Bill Murray, and the, the Dalai Lama's part's still funny, in my opinion, <laughs> but the rest of his character is so dumb now. Yeah, it that part really aged poorly, but... It's just not funny. No, the Chevy Chase character is still pretty fucking funny. It's just yeah. being himself. Yeah. Being a oh, he's just like... He's <laughs> no, like no, 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 no. She's like, I probably just... Uh, the the yeah. one kid that played this caddy... They're, oh, Danny? He's like, yeah. He's like, well, what are you planning on doing? He's like, well, if I can't afford to go to college, I'll be uh, going to work at one of those wood blah, blah, blah. He's like, oh, I own like, or he said something. He's like, oh, I work there. He's like, he's like, oh, what do you do? He's like, I own four of them or something like he's that. Like, oh, he's like, never there. No, yeah. you're just, the best line between those two is, do you do drugs, Danny? Every day. Good, <laughs> good. <laughs> that actor, the kid, Danny O'Keefe, or Michael O'Keefe, mm-hmm. played Danny. He's always an Oscar nominee. For what? The year before this is called The Great Santini. Okay. With I've Robert Duvall. No. Nope. He's nominated. Like, <laughs> I remember reading that and being like, what the fuck? Typically, you think the, the nomination would come after a movie like this, not before. Right? Yeah. <laughs> but. I was, um, I don't know why I was reading about this, but this movie was actually supposed to be about the caddy stuff way more. And just like yeah, as the writers, pompous assholes. Yeah, like the it was supposed to be way more about them and like him and Maggie, and I'm like, thank God it wasn't. Yeah, because well, that girl, the girl doing the Irish, she's not Irish. She's just doing an Irish yeah, accent. Yeah, and I'm like, what? What? <laughs> who approved that? Well, my biggest thing is, you know, it shows the different 
like you got your pompous asshole golfers, you got the nonchalant people like Chevy Chase, and you got that loud fucking prick, Rodney which Danger is Rodney Dangerfield. <laughs> like it shows, you know, people that take it serious, people that don't, and some people are just like, I'm going with the flow. So. That was Dangerfield's breakout. Yeah. Um, Ted Knight. I mean, he came from Mary Tyler Moore show, but God. That still gets. I still think of that today. I've used that meme or GIF or whatever before. Where, well, we're waiting. Like, yeah. Yeah. like you see that, not daily, but you know you see it. You see it a fair pretty amount. often for sure. Um, the baby Ruth scene. That's still kind of funny. It's stupid, but it's still funny. Yeah. That chick was still looking good forty three years later. Yep. <laughs> I also read about her. Uh, she might have been in the me too type people where she was kind of just like 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 she wouldn't get roles handsy. because she wasn't like she wasn't oh, putting out trial. yeah, yeah. So she was a victim i should say of that movement right right 1980s version interesting um i'm sure there was a lot more of that going on back then than there was probably. even now. i think just based on some of the stuff like the writing in this movie, like if you actually think of it as not as a comedy, but just as a, like a movie structurally, like it doesn't make any sense in a lot of ways. A lot of those eighties comedies. So you're like, I think there really was a, a lot. Story. I think there was a lot of cocaine being done. Oh, well, I wouldn't doubt it. Oh, for sure. I mean, we're talking eighties, man. It's the rise. Of you know what was this? I because I did rewatch. Did you guys both rewatch this? Yeah. No? The low key funniest thing to me in this movie this time around. And I never noticed at all. I've probably seen this movie a dozen times in my life. The golf course is a piece of yeah, shit. <laughs> like you never, I never <laughs> noticed as a kid, like, this country club is a piece of garbage. <laughs> like, they're acting, all these richy people are acting like it's, like, right. Bushwood. Like, it's just, like, you look at the course, it is terrible. Well, I mean, that being said, if you... And I don't know if that's supposed to be the joke, or, like... I don't like, think so. I don't think it is either. If you were to bring this script to fucking Augusta, they're not going to let you film on a fucking high-quality... Well, even so, it's just, it's 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 like a, we played Western Greens at Justin's yeah. fucking Bachelor. It, it's, like, basically it as good like as that. that. Yeah, for sure. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's funny. Well... <laughs> Like the meadows, you could at least the meadows would let you do something. The probably. golf course probably. looks like shit, but the entryway when you pull in, like they make it look a little like the actual clubhouse country yeah. club area. Yeah, like the drive into it, that and that. But the greens aren't green; they're kind of shitty. But that's because you know maybe blame it on the gophers. It's not getting its nutritional value. I want you to kill every gopher on the course. Oh, I'm sorry <laughs> if they kill every gopher. They're gonna <laughs> yeah. lock me up and throw. That that line's a good line. That's too. a good line. Now, who was in the second one? Because I've have... literally never seen the second one. I remember it being terrible, but I don't remember there being any or no. many, if any, of the original cast. I don't think there was any. Unless it was some of the caddy people. I don't think so. I'm going to look that up. Quick, I've never I seen it. Com- some of those comedy. Well, Airplane had a second one, too. And, like, yeah. uh, what else? Major League. Actually, Major League 2 is not. It's watchable. Yeah, it's not terrible. Naked Gun, those hold up all right, I guess. They're not as good as the original, but... Yeah, so for you, what age the worst? Like, in your opinion, what, what age the worst? Just the, some of the funniness of it? Well, when I say age the worst, I also say you can't make it again today. Because... I don't... You don't you think can't you can use, make Caddyshack? You can, 
not with the wording. If you use the same script and put it in today's, there's a lot of stuff. There's some colorful language in there for sure. Yeah. What do you What do you mean by that? Exactly? Racial slurs. Oh, the, yeah, there's a couple. The funniest one, this one's still funny. My dad and I still crack up this one, is when Ted Knight's in the clubhouse and they run into the priest or the whatever, pit, bishop, I don't know what the yeah, fuck he yeah, is. Yeah. He's like, hey, have you heard the one about the Jew, the, <laughs> the, the colored boy? And the, yeah. the guy's shining his shoes and he's like, colored boy? And he starts just fucking grinding. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it always cracks me up. I don't know. There's a lot of the certain things when I was watching, like, I just can't give you specifics. But I was no, like, no, yeah, that's you okay. You can't do that. It like, looks like Chevy Chase makes a cameo in it. Oh, jeez. Oh, that's right, because Dan Aykroyd kind of takes over the Bill Murray role. Oh, weird. Uh, Jackie Mason takes over the Rodney Dangerfield role. It's kind of the same movie, just rehashed with different people. That's tough. <laughs> yeah, it sucked. Um. Well, this was kind of a straight nostalgia pick for me. Me too. Do you know bit. what's funny? You know one of the first two DVDs I ever bought? One of them was Caddyshack, and the other was Minority Report. Couldn't tell you why. Uh, fucking Minority Report rocks. I think I just saw them both like on a shelf, and I was like, <laughs> oh, I like these movies. I think The Matrix was the first DVD I bought. Dude, Minority Report fucking does rock. All right, well. God, we'd have to have, move if, on to we have, to have a Tom Cruise month yeah. when we do our future shit. All right. My age the worst. I did like this. I don't think it would be okay today, maybe. Cruising. I did watch this. You did not watch it. No. <clears throat> it was much better than I expected. I'm not going to yeah. lie. Tomato meter 50, audience 48, IMDb a 6.5, meta 43. Directed by William Friedkin. Do you know who that is? Exorcist. Exorcist and the French Connection. Written by Friedkin and Gerald Walker. Walker did the novel. Budget eleven million, made nineteen point seven nine US, nineteen point eight one worldwide. Al Pacino, Paul Sorvino, Karen Allen, Ed O'Neill's in it randomly, from like Married with Children yeah, yeah. and Married uh, Modern Family. Modern Family. <coughs> James Remar. Um, <clears throat> you said this is based on a book. This is on book. Is I don't it based think... on a true story. It's about an undercover cop. The, right? the guy who wrote the book was a journalist for the New York Times or New York, somewhere in New York, okay. one of the New York papers. So it's, I'd have to look further. I can look it up for you, but I think it might be based a little bit on something that happened. Okay. So basically, there is a, a body's found in like the river. I don't know if it's the Hudson River or what. It's in New York City, and they realize they when they find out who the victim is. There's a connection to like these gay clubs, this leather area where it's like S and M type dudes, like, and basically, Al Pacino is a cop who wants to be a detective, and to get his shield, Paul Sorvino convinces him because he looks similar to some of the victims. The victim, the the killer, has a type. Okay. They're gonna put him <clears throat> undercover in these gay clubs to try to find the killer, and um. The reason this age is the worst, it got backlash back then because I don't, I didn't see it this way, but you know, I'm not, I'm not gay. I don't know. Right, I don't, right, right. But they saw it as like, oh, they're showing like a very, because there was a lot of violence. Like that was actually really shocking to me. Like this movie is way more violent than I was expecting. Interesting. And not like in a sexual way. Like, like literally there's a scene where 
the serial killer is taking people home or taking them not home sorry to hotels <clears throat> and motels right you can't take them home what a fucking dumb thing to say <laughs> but there's a scene you don't see anything thankfully well, you see a couple of asses but whatever where he basically ties a guy up and then literally stabs him in the back. But you're seeing him stab him, and you're like, Jesus, fuck, this is like way... Yeah, like, I mean... This is way... I mean, it is William Friedkin. But it's like yeah. a little bit like... I was not expecting like, to see like knives plunging into dude's backs as they're screaming and shit. <laughs> well, he... Al Pacino's character is dating Karen Allen in the movie. And... He can't tell her what's going on because he's undercover. Right. So, like, they kind of have start to have some distance. And then, basically, like, there's a weird thing. He has to move into, like, apartment part-time because it's part of his persona. Right. And then he gets friendly with the neighbor guy who's gay. It's a very gay, like, community. And, like, by the end of the movie, you kind of wonder if he started to kind of flip a little bit or at least <laughs> oh, consider yeah. both sides. Yeah. Because of the, they catch the killer. Uh, the killer, his motive was like, his dad didn't accept him, so like he's schizophrenic, which might relate to another movie we're gonna <laughs> talk about later, and how he has visions of his father telling him to kill people. Basically, it's it's mm. it's kind of it's far fetched, but I don't know. I'm not schizophrenic. I'm not gay, so I don't know what the fuck. But these people that got upset back in 1980, it was because it was like, well, you're associating us with like mental illness. Right. Which you could also be said for another movie that we're going to talk about later. In 2023, I don't think that would be okay. Not because I personally would be, I wasn't offended by this movie. I'm not offended by the other movie either. It's just like, I could see it being a problem. Yeah. In the current climate. For sure. But you did, you said you did like the movie, right? I liked it. I was surprised. uh, I told you I was, Dude, I was giving, I was I donating remember. plasma, and I was watching the first five minutes. I was like, I cannot watch this in public. <laughs> like, there's dudes like with assless chaps dancing in a club, and I was like, I can't watch this in public. Like, someone's gonna look at me and be like, what the yeah, fuck? But it's not like overtly sexual in any way, or is it? Not really. The Pacino... it's more implied than yeah. Put on screen. There's a little bit of like just grinding, and there's loud music and dancing and shit. But like, right. whatever. I can handle that. I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's mature. not what I asked. I was just fucking... No, 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 I know. Um, the ending is interesting, though, because he got friendly with the neighbor, and the neighbor had a jealous boyfriend, James Remar's character. Okay. And at the end of the movie, after they catch the killer, after, remember this, he helps catch the killer, the roommate ends, the neighbor ends up dead. And it makes it, he made, it's basically implied, you don't know for sure, that Al Pacino might have killed this person. And that Al Pacino might be, like, fucked up himself. Like, it's not really implied. Like, the very ending, it's like, well, what the fuck? Like, because Paul Sorvino shows up, and then they say the guy's name. He's like, well, who is the neighbor? And he's like, oh, his name is this. He was using, like, a pseudonym or something. And he's like, he kind of has a look at his face like, oh, my God. (laughs) So it's kind of ambiguous ending of, like, did Al Pacino fucking murder somebody? And might be... Buy like yeah, it's interesting. Is is a cool movie actually? Hmm. Yeah, it was on my list. Just didn't get to it. It's on HBO. If you ever have an Al Pacino month, if we ever have an Al Pacino month, give it a chance. <laughs> Which we might. All right. So mine, I just don't really like this movie. Lot people love it. I don't like it. Uh, Blues Brothers. 
Yeah, I don't like it either. IMDb is 7.9, meta score of 60, Rotten Tomatoes of 72% tomato meter, 92% audience. Had <clears throat> a $30 million budget. Domestically, $57,229,890. Worldwide, $115,229,890. It's directed by John Landis, written by Dan Aykroyd and John Landis. John Landis, man. Yep. I Big roll Well, movies. first of all, we're on the Belushi week. Yeah, oh, we are. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Is that what we're doing right now? Yeah, that's what it is. Um, but yeah. I'm good. We're only 20 minutes in. <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> My biggest gripe with this movie is it's too fucking long. It's too long. The car it chases. Like two, two, I think it's full two and a half. Yeah. The car chases are like long. Like too long like driving also, through the mall does the movie not make any sense from a plot point yeah not getting really, money to his this to church the, the orphanage where they grew up or some yeah, bullshit exactly. we're on a mission from god okay um the musical i mean the musical scenes are too long like you said the car chase that is like so 15 popular, minutes though, through man. the fucking yeah I mean, the songs are fine. Didn't I don't. They have hate like the... number one hits and shit. Oh yeah, they had a bunch of cameos. They had Aretha Franklin and Ray Charles and maybe yep. Stevie Wonder. I don't remember. Did you know? But... I know we're a little bit past that, but like when Belushi was in Animal House, he had a number one movie, the number one TV show, and the number one song in the country. We just That's did a podcast. We just on did Animal, Animal House. House. Yeah, it's yeah. fucking crazy. And so, as you no wonder when he died, it was such a b- big fucking. He died deal. two years later. Died in '82. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And his brother took over for Blues Brothers. Carrie Fisher makes a cameo I completely forgot about. Oh wow, I don't remember that. She was the chick shooting guns at oh, him. Oh yeah, that. that's right. One of the, <laughs> oh, one of the okay. ex. Her and her daughter, man, they look so similar. Oh, that age. Lord. Yeah. Yeah. And she was a Carrie smoke Fisher show was a back woman. then. Yeah, she was. Even like Harry Met Sally, she still looks pretty good. Yeah. Then but just she had. Drugs got too, too many right drugs there. before and after. Mm-hmm. That happens to the best of us. Fuck, she's in Scream Two or Scream Three, I think. We were just talking about Scream the other day, you and I. Yeah. She's in one of those. It's like an agent, like a talent agent or something. Hmm. I think you're right, but I couldn't tell you which one. I think it's three. That might that would make sense because that's when they're bringing in all the ridiculous cameos. Yeah. Right. Um. But there was, I mean, it's those songs are still not, they're okay, you know. Like yeah. Some of the famous ones. Yeah, they. Well, I mean, they still do tours. I mean, so what is this Aykroyd Dan still? Aykroyd and Jim. It's Fuck Jim Aykroyd's still got to be fucking. He's got to be what seventy five. Gotta be close. But no, like the show I watch, Belushi Weed, it has Dan Aykroyd in it because he approved for them to put Blues Brothers have a certain strand mm-hmm. and stuff. Oh, nice. So. Um, it's Jim Belushi, like, he has a weed farm, and he has a stage there, and they do, like... So, did you order it online, or is there a place in... Gr- in it's in, in Kalamazoo. Oh, cool. That's kind of neat. Yeah, we did a Sunday fun day. They have their own the store, Kalamazoo. or, like, just no, there's a, a store that there's sells only one. Shit. It's actually... Okay, you walk into this <clears throat> dispensary, yeah, and they have, like, a whole display, because Jim Belushi went there, to, there for their opening, because... Oh, nice. He he, like he only lets he only lets certain people sell his weed. 
So he has to go to each shop that sells it. And they had like a signed thing that he was there. Dan Aykroyd was there, signed it. Like they had like the Booth Brothers hats, the harmonica. Dude, I'm, I'm very torn on Dan Aykroyd because some movies I love him, and some or like SNL. He's got some certain skits that are fucking still. I laugh at. Yeah. He's also got some dog shit. But then he's got like some terrible shit too. But he, like, I think he's great in like Great Outdoors. Yeah. Love Great Outdoors. Um. Ghostbusters, of course. Ghostbusters. Fucking he's good in SNL. Trading like, Places. He's trading good Places. In. But, like, I've never seen Driving Him Stays. He was nominated. Yeah, that's right. But, like, I'm thinking of, like, some of the old... He had old SNL stuff where it was a... Uh, Fred Garman, male prostitute. <laughs> like, it'd be like, he'd just, like, announce it. And then there's yeah. one called The Bassomatic. You remember The Bassomatic? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I remember that Like, one. that stuff's funny as fuck. But, yeah, there's something about him, though, that I don't like either. It's, like... You kind of that's hit or miss. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I guess I'm more yeah, miss on the blue. My numbers. girl. I forgot he was in my oh, girl. Oh, he Damn is. It, that's right. Yeah, I fucking <laughs> loved that movie. Made your list. Mm-hmm. That girl's in Veep. Yeah, she's like the secretary. Yeah. She's Amy. To, yeah. Yeah. Fucking a. But yeah, right. it's just like no comedy should be over two hours. Does Blues no. Brothers I'm 2000 sorry. play a part I, in this though? I don't think I ever saw it, to be honest. That movie, that's, that movie's terrible. Is it? I believe it. Like, this is, this is actually, like, watchable. It's not. Yeah, I don't, I don't hate this movie. It's yeah. just no. not for me. Blues Brothers 2000 the... is fucking horrible movie, yeah. dude. I could have probably. I think it's John Goodman in Aykroyd. I don't no, think it's, it's Jim. Bel- I don't think it's Jim. I think it's, it's John. Jim. Yeah. Isn't John Goodman in it, though? He might be, but Jim know. Belushi plays John's character. Does he? Yeah. yeah, that's, that's why he took over part of the Blues Brothers. Yeah. But, yeah. but no, they I could have cut at least fifty minutes out of this movie that I, I mean fifty is a might be a bunch, but forty forty cut fucking thirty five at the Well, one of the car scenes was fifteen end. minutes long. There's 10. There were several long Jesus. two long car chases. For this. sure. Yeah, so there's like twenty minutes of car chases I could have cut down. Um they had the Hitler fucking shit going on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's right. Yeah, there was a lot of um, unnecessary fat in this movie. The reason I we watched it because I hadn't seen it since fucking middle school, maybe, and I wanted to see if High I felt differently. Yeah, and I didn't. <laughs> so <laughs> it was a waste of two and a half fucking hours. But whatever. That's okay. Yeah, like I said, it's not terrible. Just not my style. All right. Trev, you do another? Because him and I both have two off because we both have Caddyshack. Well, I, we're just going to keep doing circles. Yeah, just do it. Let's just keep going around. And, we'll and then we have three left and you get Arby's. <laughs> <laughs> no, I got four pounds of chicken nuggets in the fridge. Well, we can eat all four. Um, so, all right. You guys know how I do my list. I don't number them. Yep. You did that one year randomly. <clears throat> I don't know why. Um, I'll that. change you. Change it here and there. But just don't take out the top two i probably will so <laughs> i know you don't have one of them on your list so, so this movie assume is not my type of movie oh shit here we go oh, no. but <laughs> i watched it okay, and i liked it. it and <clears throat> it's another movie i could have cut probably 20 minutes out of 25 minutes okay but yeah i chose raging bull that's on my list. It's my number three. That's my number four. Holy Caddyshack and Raging <laughs> Bull, you and I yeah. switched out. 
Um, IMDb eight point one. Meta ninety. Tomato ninety three percent. Audience ninety three percent. Worldwide twenty three million four hundred thirty thousand nine hundred twelve. Budget was eighteen. And the director is Martin Scorsese, and yeah, there's a lot of his films I watch. I'm like, I could cut like a few out of. He them. makes long films. There's no doubt. Yeah, this is one of the shorter ones, probably. It has Robert De Niro. Like two hours and nine. It's not that bad. It was a lot longer than that. No, no it's two, two hours nine. and nine minutes. Okay, I could have still cut twenty minutes out of this. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, you need the ending. You need the Miami. Shut shit. the fuck up. And it says Kathy Moriarty, Moriarty, yep, Joe Pesci, Frank Vincent, and Teresa Soldano. There's one other person I want to mention, Nicholas Colasanto, who plays Tommy as Coach from Cheers. Yeah, hearing him say "fuck" was awesome. I'm like, that's Coach. But no, this movie I did not think it was gonna be my style, but. This was your first time seeing it? This is my first time seeing okay. it. My first time in a long time. It had been a minute for me, but it's I had really seen it really fucking I mean, the guy's a goddamn prick. Pushes <laughs> his first wife out. They were bitching, fucking at each other. And then yeah. how he treated his girl they cheated on his wife with, basically. And I, don't, I haven't figured out if she fucking left him or what the fuck happened there. She did eventually. She well, no, like the, the first wife, she left. Oh, yeah. That oh, yeah. They don't. Leave. They cut. There's a I bunch of time it, jumps the that they don't really I actually, explain. I actually looked it up because I was like, I'm thinking age worse in my head a lot of times. I'm like, she was, what, 16 or 15? She was 15. And exactly, up, you and that, caught that part, no, too. No, but I looked it up, and that was what it was. And I was like, well, I can't put that in age worse because that's actually the true story. I'm not going to make that Yeah, but fault. I said that, and you said no. Yeah, I, I, I missed that. And so I'm sitting there I like, go back and look at it. Okay. And I was literally gambling my ass off during this movie, <laughs> and I caught on to that. <laughs> now, you realize this is based on a true person, right? Yeah, Jake LaMotta. He's okay, an is He's this one of the writers. Yeah. He's one of the writers. Okay, I did not know that. I was reading the trivia, and apparently when Jake LaMotta first saw this mo- movie, he started weeping and asked, his I don't, ex-wife at the time, I guess, was I really he that bad? He remarried her. He remarried somebody. Did they really get remarried? One of his Vicky, wife, the, one of his, the, the, sec- the second, the blonde. Yeah. They I got remarried. Well, and he, then divorced again. I, I believe he, he, they saw it together. He looks at her and he's crying. Mm-hmm. He's like, was I that bad? And she looks at him and said, you were worse yeah. than what was shown in the movie. Dude, the scene where he Jesus. beats the shit out of his brother... I'm just like, what the it, There fuck? was that scene when Pesci's beating the shit out of the He's dude. He's the most the jealous door. person I've almost ever seen in a movie. Yeah, and... They and why even... are you talking to him? Why are you talking to Tommy? It's like, Tommy's a fucking... Did you fuck my brother? Tommy's Did a... you fuck my Tommy's brother? A... He d... I know you don't like De Niro now, at least with the current, how he's been the last 10, 15 years, but, like, he's one of the best actors of all time. He's... Yeah. Like, I he's... You a tutor? Did you give me a fucking lighter? No. Oh, is that what I handed you? No, he is one of the greatest actors. He won the Oscar for this. Oh, yeah. This here's the thing. Here's my thing with De Niro, or De Niro not De Niro, Scorsese. This should have been his first Oscar. Goodfellas should have been his second, and he should not have won for Good for Departed. Yeah, Departed was a toss and and maybe Wolf award. and maybe Wolf he could have won. What was Departed going against? Um, Nothing. It was a sucked. pretty weak year, but that was. Like a little I love the year. Departed. I he he could have. I mean that. Times. He could have very easily won for Departed, but his sure, shit shouldn't have been his first. No. It's kind of what we're he saying. Oh, won. Goodfellas. Departed was his first. Departed first is his win. first and only. Yeah. Win. Oh 
okay. he should have won for this, and he should have won for good. good now I good get when he says the sure. throwing. That makes sense more. The Belushi's well, kicking the, in. Yeah. Um, yeah, the Belushi's. How many times over under is Belushi going to be said during this <laughs> pod? Like nine, nine and a half. Might have already overseen that. Belushi, 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 Belushi. <laughs> I won the higher. But, I mean, even in black and white, it's still pretty fucking graphic. I cashed on the tree. No, there's a hole in it. He took the crossbow and uh, packs it. Um, and, like, I'm sure back in the day, the boxing scenes looked good. But you compare it to the choreography they do these days, oh, it yeah. doesn't even It's not up. bad, though. It's not terrible. No, and that's the thing is, is watching it, I didn't see it aging bad. I saw it as, like, uh... What's that one scene where, like, he's, like, fucking blood's just pouring down, and I'm like, come on, that's yeah. not, like, that's terrible. I don't know. I just... Okay. This is the best way to put it, and I'm just gonna say it the way I'm thinking. Okay. That movie could look like it was made today by a art house kind of a movie. Does that make sense? It kind of looks. It kind of has that same well, aesthetic as like pie. Yeah. Where it's black and white, but it uses super like dark that black movie, tones. And... Like it has that vibe. Like it had that same. If it was made today. Like how it was made in that. Okay, you've got to get in my head right now and see what I'm saying. But, like, that movie was made today. Like, that exact movie. I I could see that being an art house. Like, you know. I don't, I'm trying to make it where it's in my head, but it doesn't make sense. <clears throat> like, it could have been more of a. Instead of, like, a Scorsese, it could have been more of, like, an art house director. Yeah. Mm hmm. Which, again. It's because the black and white plays a factor, which is what he was saying. Yeah. I was reading in the. IMDb trivia that more like, Scorsese. What was Scorsese's movie before this? Taxi Driver, correct? No, there was one in between. Uh, and it fucking bombed. Didn't he have like the new Mean Streets? I don't his know first what. Movie? I think Mean Streets was his first, but whatever then, it was, he had a movie that bombed before did he not did do original. Well. Yep. It fucking bombed. He thought his American movie making career was over. Robert De Niro convinced him to do this movie it took him a while to convince him i think scorsese was doing a bunch of coke and also shit. yeah and point about earlier he said i uh, said fine i'll make this fucking movie but then i'm gonna go over to europe and start making cheap flicks and then this came out and the rest is history kind of thing his 80s yeah. were kind of weird after that though yeah yeah but it's like last temptation of christ and like but he was ready to give up on American filmmaking. That is interesting. Scorsese. <laughs> Scorsese was. Wow. Is he Italian? He's not Italian born. He's no, Italian, he's born. He's Italian American. Yeah, he's New York born and raised, I believe. But he could have made like. Grand is my number one, I think, in '84. Once upon a time in America, he could have made that. Yeah, I mean. <clears throat> it's De Niro too. Like he could have made something like that, you know. But cocaine was a huge, like, Hoffman, Dreyfus. Oh, all of them. Fucking Directors, all of them. Scorsese, Pacino. They didn't... Look at the 80s for those actors. They're all... I mean, Scorsese's different, but... But... The actors, like, their 80s are kind of weird. Yeah. One thing I want to say about this movie is... Not only was he an asshole to his girlfriend, but his brother. 
Oh, he, oh, beats he beat the fuck, the out, of fuck out of his brother. Yeah. Yeah. So like, it just showed that he was not a good person. But even those scenes, like the scene when he's kicking the shit out of his brother, and then after they go back to the house and him and his wife are screaming at each other, she's like, "I fucked everybody." I'm like I sucked your brother's fucking cock. Yeah, what about insane. it? Like that that scene is fucking powerful. Yeah. She's just fucking laying in. And honestly, if it weren't for this movie, I would never have heard and of Jake LaMotta. Did she end up sucking everybody's no. cock? I, no. I don't uh, think they I don't think she actually did. I think she was just pissed off At least in like, the movie, yeah, in the movie is... network. I mean, maybe in the real world, maybe mm-hmm. she did. They definitely didn't imply it in the movie. Do I love though the the ending even though where he's like you know, because he, he actually was doing stand-up comedy and stuff. And I like, mean, yeah, stand-up comedy or like fucking he did small spoken bit, word bit shit, roll like, shit. But where the girl, they <clears throat> set him up basically, where it's like, did you know she's fifteen or fourteen or whatever the fuck she was? And he's like, no, like yeah, that's right. He gets put in prison. Or he had he had some issues, <clears throat> but he actually lived to be like in his eighties or nineties. And I'm like, well, if some of that like that can live to ninety. How we, old is we Scorsese all have old. now? Mid to late seventies. Okay. Mid seventies. Eighty? I don't think he is. I think Spielberg and him are both like late seventies. Hmm. I could have sworn he was eighty. Did you see Nicholson at that Lakers game? Yeah. He looked actually better than I thought he would. Yeah, he's looked better than he has. But he's had. Before. He had. He, they were making fun of. Not making. That's sad to make fun. But like, <laughs> Lebertar and them were talking about how he had binoculars around his neck. And they oh, kept being like, notice, why yeah. did he have binoculars? He's in the front row. <clears throat> well, he's on the far end. Well, when you he get also that old, acted in yeah. 10 years or 12 years. God, he's such a great actor. When you get that old, <clears throat> people, are gonna gotta... forget, people are going to forget that shit. I'll never forget my grandpa that had, like, the... Bifocals? No, like, they're actually down. Like, big ass, like, when he started losing his vision, he could still drive with them or some shit. It was fucked up. <laughs> Scary business right there. Like, I really can't even explain those glasses, but it's like what they put over your head. Yeah. I don't all know right. where we went this far. So we all, you took everything off us there. You're, you're just killing it. You got Caddyshack and the fucking Raging Bull. You're just knocking us out. <clears throat> My number nine is The Fog. Didn't make my list, but I liked it. It barely made mine, obviously. But John Carpenter. I threw it on here. Just I thought it'd be a fun one to talk about. 75 audience, 64... Or it's opposite, right? Tomato 75, audience 64. Yeah. IMDb is 6.8, meta 55, John Carpenter, written by John Carpenter and Deborah Hall? Hill? Hill. Hill, that's his writing partner. The Belushi's getting to him. Budget, one million... U.S. 21.4, no worldwide. Stars Adrienne Barbeau, Jamie Lee Curtis, Janet Lee, Hal Holbrook, and Tom Atkins. I'd never seen this movie. I think I had seen it before, but I did not remember. I, I watched this. Did, I uh, saw the remake in theaters, and that was fucking dog it. shit. I just thought it was fun. I just thought it was like a cool, like... Yeah, I mean it's a cheap. John Carpenter. I mean, it's one million dollars. It was cheap. Oh, I remember this now. The, I like the yeah. ending with like the priest or whatever. It's yeah. like, all right, he actually he thought he they got held him off and he didn't actually. <laughs> like they're he was gonna have to sacrifice. But the, yeah, the hundred year shipwreck and mm-hmm. her little boy. Like I don't know why she wouldn't have kept him with him, but her. But whatever. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of. But uh, you know, it is what it is. And 
Jamie Re- Lee Curtis was a hitchhiker coming into town. And, yep. Okay. Yeah. We watched this pretty early, so that's. I was just gonna it. check my notes. Had you ever seen it or no? I had seen it, but again, didn't remember it. And yeah, it was one of the early ones we watched. I forgot who Janet Lee was because that's her. Oh mom. yeah, she, I mean, <laughs> she's horror royalty, if you will. But uh, yeah, I thought it was fun. I, I had some other movies I could have put there, but I was just like, yeah. Lo- I mean, the the over fog when they're looking over the fucking bay looks stupid, but when they're up in it, it looks all right. Yeah. The fucking pirates or whatever the fuck. The fucking hooks and shit. Yeah. And the red eyes at the end and. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah, I mean. The... Good cheap horror, you know, hour 40. I'll ride or die with John Carpenter for sure. Yeah. It's my third year in a row I've had something of his. Well, I'll probably have a lot of his. There's not much more going back. There's Halloween stuff. That's it. Yeah, there we go. Lots we had more. the thing and we had uh, Escape well, from New York. Let's not go into the thing. I didn't have Escape from New York on my list. That was on mine, I yeah. think. But yeah, that's mine. Not All much right. to say. I liked it. First time. My First time, long time. <coughs> my number nine is also a horror movie. <coughs> it was remade not too long ago called Maniac. Yep, I did not get a chance. I'm. So, you told me to watch it. It's the one I regret not watching. It's an IMDb a six point four, a Metascore of twenty two, Rotten Tomatoes of thirty seven percent Tomato Meter, fifty eight percent audience. Had a three hundred fifty thousand dollar budget. Couldn't find any fucking numbers. It's directed by William Lustig, written by C A Rosenberg and Joe Spinell. Joe Spinell, I believe, was the main character. It's, I mean, basically a just psychopath. Mm-hmm. He just goes around killing people, scalping them, and then nailing them to the top of their scalps to the top Jesus of mannequins. Fuck. Well, the kill shots are amazing. They, this. Th- this movie is super graphic, and it, like I told you, the head explosion shot yep. is fucking yeah, next level. Wild, like through the windshield. And we'll we'll have to just pull up that scene for you to see it because it's it's I mean I think it's better yeah. than scanners myself, but yeah I mean scanners just, one's just because it's the first like twenty minutes of the movie I thought that'd be yeah. like at the end uh, yeah or yeah you were just like oh but yeah it's this guy he's just a random fucking crazy guy who's just killing kind of without reason outside of needing the scalps for his mannequins. But he kills a couple having sex on the beach. He kills mm-hmm. a random nurse. He kills a hooker. But then he comes across one girl that he actually likes. Okay. And they start having a friendly relationship. She's a photographer. He claims to... I don't know what he claimed to be, but... He was able to pull off being a normal person. Like... So they're kind of getting closer, and he wants to go put a wreath on his mom's. Do they go into that backstory at all? I can't remember. I can't remember. With his mom? Because, like, he's, when he has a panic attack or freaks out, he's, like, screaming at his mom. Like, he's kind of a schizo. But the movie. Yeah, they didn't go into that backstory. Couldn't remember if they they did or not. They didn't. But the. Ending of the movie is fucking wild because he 
is trying to get the girl he's kind of got a relationship with, and she slices his arm and gets away. So he goes home, and he's in a full-blown manic episode. <coughs> and he's bleeding, and he's screaming at his mom, and he's lying on the bed, and then the mannequins come alive and, like, attack him. Oh, shit. And they're, like, stabbing him and choking him and pulling him apart and shit. But then the movie ends with two detectives going in and seeing his body. And he's just looks like he just fully freaked out and stabbed himself in the gut and killed himself. Yeah, it's wild. But I mean, it's that's why I asked if you liked Henry, because I did like that. It has <clears throat> that kind of feel of just killing though you for and no I both reason. Had aged the worst though, just because it was like too yeah fucking. You, this could have very easily been that as well. I just like this movie. Remember, a little I bit. think he got mad at us. I like this movie a little better than Henry. Did that make sense? <clears> I think. Henry? Portrait of a Serial Killer. Or he just got mad at us for being I too gra- I don't know. Because we were arguing it was too graphic, and he was like, really? You fucking good? Like, oh, we were, it was the list. rape that we were arguing about. Like, they have rape in movies all the time. Mm-hmm. That's what it and is. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. Yeah, have you seen... Rape um, in America all the um, time. S- SVU or whatever the fuck. That's that- a valid point. <laughs> that's a show that's based episodes. around rape. I'll rape. Or 20 order. seasons. Law and order rape. 20 seasons. All rape. I think it's okay, over 20 Okay, can, can I tell you, the other night I was watching basketball with my buddy. His, him and his wife bought a house in Byron Center. I, was, I stayed the night because we were drinking. We were watching. it. We were falling asleep to this channel. I remember the channel was. But it was playing like Cold Case NCIS. <laughs> we watched like an hour of those shows and we were fucking roaring laughing because the acting and the... It's so fucking terrible. Mm-hmm. And I never fucking realized how bad, because I never watched those shows. I was like, wow, okay. Most of America's stupid. <laughs> yeah. These are the highest rated shows on television. They're fucking <clears throat> awful. Mm-hmm. So funny. What do we got? You All just right, went? My turn. Maniac was mine. So. Maniac was his. All right. <coughs> and also, a first time watch. And from the YouTube video. That I saw. Do video. I feel like I need to rewatch this at least one, if not two more times, and I will definitely do that. Um, cha- cha- changling. The changeling. That's changeling. on my list. I did well. not watch this. Oh, it's, but I it's wish fucking, I had. It's fucking yeah, it's fucking amazing. That's my number seven. IMDb a seven point two. George C. Scott. Meta seventy percent or 70 tomato 83 percent audience 79 percent worldwide question mark budget was 7.6 director was peter medek george c scott trish van devere but i mean i wrote notes as i was watching YouTube, but yeah, he had his wife and daughter die in an accident that he witnesses that he witnesses um, he actually, um, he's a composer. He moves to Seattle to this big mansion like that, that they like offer him. And, um, supposedly like he's been warned, like, don't stay. It's not a house you can live in. Um, there is a, and so there's a piano there. He finds like a room inside of a closet that's locked and he breaks in it's a child's room it has a wheelchair and the wheelchair starts like spinning around so like 
the kid's been speaking to him since like the day one and there's just a lot of like crazy stuff that's been going on um you can add on yeah it's a haunted house movie essentially um george c scott is like you said is he witnesses his family get killed in a car accident moves across country to seattle to take on a new job and gets a house that has been purchased by the historical society of the town he rents it out and haunted house and i don't know why you rent out that i mean the, it's a massive house for, for just one him. Person, yeah. like a mansion yeah it's, it's enormous it's a castle and haunted house things start happening like noises doors opening fucking windows breaking so he starts to do some investigation into the history of the house. Did anything bad happen here? And he's getting one of the chicks at the historical society's acted like a sidekick, which I don't know. I read this earlier today, actually, but the chick that was helping him from the historical society, yeah. that was his wife. At the really? Time. Yeah. Oh, that's crazy. Not married anymore? I think they got divorced after the movie, but yeah, they weren't anymore. married. Anymore? I'm assuming George <laughs> Scott is dead. George yeah. Scott was old then. Yeah. But... So they bring in. Uh, was she younger? Uh, not much. Oh, okay, you know, boneable. But so they bring in I, whatever the fuck you call people that do seances. It's Got one of the hole. best. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> it's one of the best seance scenes in the movie in any movie I've seen. Yeah. Like for them. Like the woman writing yeah. the fucking help help. And that's yeah. another thing. This movie. Aged pretty well. Like, everything that was done, like, I would not expect this is damn near, like, 43 years old. Did you ask if it was if they were still married? Yeah. He died in 1999, <laughs> the actor. Well, yeah, but they weren't married. They got divorced after the movie. I think. I don't know if they were or not. You know I was saying Georgie Scott died 24 years ago. That's okay. Everything's okay, He's back in the dead. He's in the wheelchair. He's, He's a great actor. Around. He was a really good actor. But He's yeah. in Exorcist 3, which made my list. He found that room. It was like in the attic. And it was a child's room. Uh, long story short, this house was owned by a family where the owner's son ended up becoming a senator. Yeah, exactly. Okay. He found the, that necklace in the thing. There was a lot of... Uh, kind of digging up of information about the house and clues and it has a very the ring feel to it in that sense oh, okay where eventually you find out that the original owner's son was crippled mm-hmm. and if the son had died before his 21st birthday the family fortune would go to charity so the dad wanted to keep the fortune so he killed his son Buried him in an area that was his family owned. Flew to Europe, adopted a kid, came back when the kid was 18 and said, oh, he's magically healed. And so uh, that's where the changeling comes in. The changeling is the adopted kid see, to replace the when crippled. When Clint Eastwood made changeling, I was like, that's are these completely two movies related? Di- no, not at all. I uh, didn't think they were either. No. But isn't that something of the mistaken identity of a child? It is, yes. But so it's kind of random. Like, I wonder if. Well, I think the changeling is a rel. It's not a 
unique term. I think that's been used before okay. with the replacement child. But, yeah, so he's confronting the senator. They dig up the original son's bodies, and that's where they find the... The necklace. The, the necklace, yeah. And he tries to go okay. out towards the senators entering the plane. He's like, hey, hey, I live in your old house. And then they come after him. It's like, well, you have something of the senators, blah, 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 and it's that necklace. Yeah. So there was stuff being hidden and things like there was something fucked up. And- yeah, I mean, and there are some creepy moments in the movie with the ball bouncing mm-hmm. after he throws in the river and shit. And they make it seem like the kid is focusing on this guy <clears throat> because of the grief he feels for his family. <clears throat> and then... Once everything comes out, the ending of the movie is the fucking house burning down, essentially. Yeah. With the senator having a heart attack or stroke in his office. But then George C. Scott sees the senator walking up the stairs as the house is on fire, and they pull a body out at the end. So it's like, what the fuck? But no, I I like that flick a lot. It's one of the better haunted house movies I've seen in a while. I like that a lot. Like, I had that. What's what's funny? I had a star... When I took my notes on my phone, I had a star. After we watched them? After I watched it, that was one I knew. There was, I this is one of two movies that I regret not watching. Was this and a movie called The Stuntman? Yeah, I wanted to see The Stuntman, too. The Peter O'Toole? Yeah. Those are the two movies where I'm like, ah, oh, shit, I didn't get to that. Yeah, this is a good one, for sure. Uh, so it's mine, right? Yeah. All right. I did the fog. Well, hold on. Before you go, you probably should get my Yeah, I got to go potty. All right. Pause for a second. All right. Moving on here. My number eight. Assuming it's on your guys's or at least yours. Number eight is Airplane. Nope. No, really. I like the flick, but I I just, I didn't like it as much as I liked it as a kid. I thought about this for Age of Worse in some ways, too. I thought that, considered that one as well, but. My uh, tomato reader ninety seven, audience eighty nine, seven point seven out of seventy eight. Directed by Jim Abrahams, David and Jerry Zucker. Budget three and a half million, made eighty three point four. Jesus. Yeah. And then uh, no worldwide. Stars Robert Hayes, Julie Haggerty, Leslie Nielsen, Lloyd Bridges, Robert Stack, and Kareem Abdul Jabbar. <laughs> um, yeah. Fucking things. It's it's stupid in a lot of ways, but there's it's, it's a Zucker film. Yeah, it's like <laughs> the early, yeah, it's a Zucker film. It's before Naked Gun. It's before the scary movies, which I think the first one's probably still okay, but like parody movie. It's a parody sure. movie. Yeah. And it's about yeah, it's stupid. Like when the flashbacks to him and her, like in Cambodia or wherever the fuck yeah. they are, like it's it's not even that funny to be honest no the whole like dancing but like the kareem stuff's funny like i love the kid coming up and being like my dad says you suck (laughs) (laughs) or like uh shit with the pilot so with the pilot the inflatable inflatable i could not get into that humor or that stuff i don't know just well it's i almost meant to have this age the worst because of some of the jokes with like the girl being like I'll take the coffee like my like I like my men black, <laughs> mm-hmm. or like yeah. Actually, one guy that made me laugh in this movie normally he didn't, but there's a couple lines, the like super gay guy where he's like, 
oh my god you're wearing that dress like oh like it's just like i don't know it just caught yeah. me off guard at the moment yep. just like that's funny as fuck actually the rubber stacks funny talking jive or whatever <laughs> i've seen is pretty good but also might not age well yeah exactly but at the same time i think that sort of joke actually i think i think it's most not the black people thing. would think that was funny yeah. actually like you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, there's yeah. Certain for stipula- sure. There's certain. For sure. The idea of having a 13 year old girl being like, "I'll take my coffee like I like my men," <laughs> not. It's not. That would not. That yeah. joke would never happen today. There's nope. no way. Nope. Definitely not. But I, I still think people would think it was funny. Some people. And my favorite part of the movie is the. I get the air control guy, like, I quit. It's a hell of a day to quit drinking. Oh, Lloyd Bridges. Mm-hmm. Hell of a day to fucking quit doing meth or whatever the yeah, fuck he Yeah, he, he says he goes from smoking to drinking to methamphetamine. <laughs> yeah, and sniffing glue. Sniffing, sniffing glue. glue was one sniffing of them. glue, yep. <laughs> that was great. I picked a bad day to sniff, stop sniffing glue. Yeah, that's pretty was good. Was this Leslie Nielsen's first comedic role? At least the one that was his breakthrough. For some reason, I always thought that that was the case because he was kind of a serious like yeah, actor he is. before. And then he did a Police Squad, which is a TV yeah. show. It only had like ten episodes, which led into Lethal Weapon. Or, or naked not gun. Lethal Weapon. <laughs> Thank you, Naked Gun. <laughs> God, Lethal Weapon show before it became an actual show. Like, would have been way better. I actually like the Lethal Weapon show. It actually wasn't that bad. I watched a few episodes. No. We watched it every week. With the, one of the Wayans guys? Damon. Yeah. And then I had the guy from the guy from the host, the perfect host with David Hyde Pierce. Remember that movie? Where David Hyde yeah, Pierce was like a like kidnaps or drugs. Like kidnapper, guy. druggie, yeah. like that was the guy, the other guy that played Griggs. Well then they had to fire him because he was apparently a fucking asshole. Oh. And then they brought in Sean William Scott. That's a look. It didn't last too much longer. I don't think no, so. it was still fun. Yeah, it was fine. Yeah. It had his girl on it. Yeah. Yours and truly. Yours and truly. Oh, nice. Yeah. I would do her so raw. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I I still <laughs> like the flick, but well, who wouldn't? It wasn't nearly as funny as I remembered it being as a kid. So. Mm-hmm. Or put a baby in. Shut yeah, up. The other day is my number. <laughs> it's my number eight, so it's not. I considered knocking it off for something else randomly, but no. Yeah, it was on the edge. I mean, it could have gone either. Like if it was like my number or... two, you'd be like, "What the fuck?" Dude, yeah, really? yeah, that's fine. But my number eight is Friday the Thirteenth. That's not mine. There's an IMDb of six point four, a Metascore of twenty two. Rotten Tomatoes of 63% tomato meter, 60% audience. A $700,000 budget. Domestically, $39,754,601. Worldwide, $39,786,892. You smiling about? It's okay. He had a big smile on his face. It was directed by Sean Cunningham, written by Victor Miller and Ron Kurtz. When you see the return on investment, you understand like, every oh, single one of them. Yeah, that's why until they you made get to like a million of these. Yeah, one every fucking year. Which hopefully year. doesn't happen with Smile. Yeah. Apple saw. 
Halloween. Another Saw's coming out this um, year. So, what I like about the Friday the 13th is it brings in the 80s with the slasher. I like the first and, two. Yeah. This made my list because this is the beginning of the chapters. Mm-hmm. And I don't think two made it or even watched it. We watched a lot of them. I know several of them ended up as our worst aged or worst movie. First two are good, but we sure. can agree on that. Yep. Yeah. But you don't even get the hockey mask till the third one. No. Which is the iconic thing from the franchise. But really, but... isn't that more of a... Doesn't Myers have more of that mask initially from Halloween? I mean, Myers starts with the mask, yeah. But I'm saying, like, it's kind of almost like I'd prefer the Myers mask to the front. Oh, 100%, mask. for sure. Oh, yeah. But So, let me get this straight if I remember. One is, like, it's the mother. And yeah, two is one Jason. is the mother. Yeah, and then Jason. And then he goes it's into them, time. him getting electrocuted or something. Oh, I know. Or they what? Pretty fucking wild. A thunder strike wakes him up. Like, dude, there's But so the much first bullshit. one, her motive was because her boy was died or i can't remember i can just i honestly Drowned. probably have not seen friday the 13th since like 1999 she was out for revenge on the camp because the counselors were off fucking, fucking around when her son drowned drinking and her son drowned okay but he never officially died like he didn't really drown or what what's the what's the, how did he come back as... well they don't really explain it but that's the thing though <clears throat> This movie has one of the better, or not better, well, better and original twists in the horror genre. The ending. Because, yeah, the mother, she decapitates the mother, like the final girl. And she's just kind of swim or floating out on a canoe, and the cops show up, and then the baby kid Jason comes out, and it's all a dream. She's in a psych ward, right? No, she was just in the hospital. She's having like little psychic. Well, yeah, she's freaking out because that means he's still out there. Because doesn't the end of the first um, nightmare in Elm Street have like an ending where she's it outside and she gets grabbed? The mom does, yeah. So it's kind of like these were setting up pretty heavy to be like, all right, let's just fucking. Yeah, but this is the first one I remember doing something like that. Halloween didn't do. I haven't seen Halloween in a long time. Halloween has a. He's gone. Okay. But it doesn't have like that shock twist, jump scare. You fucking, when we were doing it with Nate, you fucking jumped at that scene because you f- completely forgot it happened. In this? When Jason jumps out of the water to grab the girl. Oh, the yeah, canoe, yeah. Scared the I shit did. out of you. Yeah, well, I was high as fuck. Well, yeah. <laughs> I like, I don't get me wrong, I like the first two. They're both. The first two are strong. The first two are legit enough. They go. They just not. Yeah, I just like it because you have the twist of the mother and then the fucking shock ending. And I mentioned downstairs when we were watching Alter States, like, well, maybe, like, horror-wise, like, it's, you said you had a few. I was like, I wonder if he has that because I don't have it. Yeah, and Kevin Bacon, I mean, he's really the only star in it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, God, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah. You got Betsy Palmer. Forty years later, his Adriana daughter does. King, you know. Well, Betsy Palmer was in that skin. Yeah, that's what yeah. I was Yeah, Betsy say. Palmer. I know that name. She's. Oh, I mean, and we did that documentary about nudity and cinema. 
Betsy Russell. I think it was her. Russell or Palmer? I said both. Which uh, I said Palmer. He said Russell just a second. I thought it was Betsy Russell is the one we're talking about. I said Betsy Palmer. You could say whatever okay. you want. Tom. Well, I'm thinking of Betsy Palmer because she's talking about, I'm never going to look this good again. So I might as well put it on film when she's doing the nudity show. Yeah. Dis- I mean, I, it just depends. If you're coerced they, or you're forced, then it's That's why they have OnlyFans. We actually had a, we're on a really good pace. Yeah. All right. Well, so we've got a lot of shit taken off. Mine. Wait, you just chose that, I just right? did that one. So, yeah, here we go. My next one reminds me of, of I Know What You Did Last Summer. So I chose Prom Night. Never mind. IMDb at 5.3, Meta 45, Tomato 48%, Audience 34. Worldwide 14.8 million, Budget 1.5. Director Paul Lynch has Leslie Nielsen, Jamie Lee Curtis. Leslie Nielsen's in this? Yeah. Did they remake this into the one in like the two <clears> thousands with this Brady yeah. Snow and Yep. Mm-hmm. So okay. it's basically the lead person's Jamie Lee Curtis, she's prom queen. People are jealous because the prom king is supposedly dating somebody else, but they're not really dating. But they there was a big group of friends and they played like a game and somebody died and they just buried her. I think. I, I, it's it's been a while since. I remember. Yeah, this was an early one. And so, the then they get, so each person, part of this group, would get phone calls. Like, I know it, you are something. Weren't like, they getting letters? Or they something? got letters and phone calls. So, watch the trailer. They didn't have anything else on the internet. Um. But no, I just remember really liking this horror movie. It was just kind of like I know what you did last summer theme, but it wasn't. It, it was like an influence. Yeah. Like and a good, it was, was a good fair era for horror Oh, movies. no. They were. The kid fell out the window. That's it. Yeah. they And one was a brother or sister. Window of like a yeah. house or a car? Yeah, they were playing they were a game. playing like hide and seek or tag or something, and they the kids were kind of bullies yeah, and forced the I kid remember, out the yeah, window. Exactly, but hmm. one of the kid that died it was his sister or brother. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, it, it's, like he's he's right. It's exactly like I know you did last summer where. Revenge for a previous killing that you yeah, covered like, up, kind of thing. Which is the premise for the scary movie re- uh, spoofs. I think the first one was based on that, basically. That and Scream. Yeah. What are you pointing at? No one can see. It's dark as fuck. Alright, my number seven. I consider this for worse age, but I thought better for it. Dress to Kill. It's my number six. I do like this one quite a bit. 82, audience 74. I don't think I watched this. 
IMDb is 7.1, Meta 74, directed by Brian De Palma, written by Brian De Palma. Budget 6.5 million, made 31.9, no worldwide. Michael Caine, or Michael Caine. Angie Dickinson, Nancy Allen, Dennis Franz, and Keith Gordon. Um, Yeah, this was like, I knew De Palma was a big Hitchcock fan. This one's like, oh, this is very Hitchcock. See it in the flesh. Um, I spoiled this movie for myself. I was on IMDb. I didn't. I didn't see that. On IMDb, I'm looking and there's a scene. I'm just looking at pictures. Like, all right, what what's going on in this? And I was, I need to stop doing that because Mm -hmm. showed a picture of Nancy Allen and Michael Caine, but they were literally two women. And I was like, oh fuck, he's the fucking killer. Yeah. I'd, Which was disappointing for me, but I still liked it. Obviously, it's my number seven. That's still like yeah, enough. for sure, for sure. Um, gotta say, Blowout Nancy Ellen not as good. This Nancy Ellen was pretty good. Yeah, I would. Agree and with that. I thought she was super cute. I was really like, well, pro she's, Nancy Ellen. I mean, in Blowout, she's kind of been a chick run through, so it was a difference. Fair enough look i suppose the ending the very very ending when they show the him in the the mental institution and then he comes to her house oh yeah yeah. And this is dream yeah i thought the way that was shot was brilliant like the shoes and then obviously you see her like get stabbed in the neck and you're like oh my god like i literally gasped <laughs> i was like oh, like no way and yeah. i was like oh she wakes up and it's like damn it <laughs> Because of it, even though it's absurd to him escape from a institution, yeah, like yeah. just the way it was shot with them like coming in, it reminded me like fucking weirdly like Game of Thrones, like just somebody getting stabbed randomly, <laughs> like oh, just out of nowhere, just like yeah. what the fuck. Um, yeah, what are your thoughts on this? I, I mean, I like that. The, the, Explain the... to me what I'm, which one this was again. So what do you know who Michael Caine is? He played Alfred in The Dark Knight. Yeah. When he's younger. Was it a black and white film? No. No. He's still probably in his mid to late 40s at the time. He's playing a therapist or a psychiatrist. a therapist who is, at the end of the movie, he's schizophrenic and he's transgender. Yes. Which is why I consider this age the worst because I was like, this might not be made today because of that. Transsexual, I believe, is what they called it, but... Well, that's in the movie. Forty years I mean, ago, in terms, fuck but knows but, but. In, if this was made today, it's the exact same thing. It'd be like, yeah, yeah. wait, are you saying trans people are fucking schizophrenic? Oh my god! Like, yeah, it wouldn't be a good yeah. book. No, definitely not. But this movie's awesome. <laughs> I liked it a same lot. Time. It very well could have easily been the worst stage, but I liked it too much to do that. Yeah, it's so my number it had seven. To be on like I said, so like, Kane was good in it. Uh, Angie Dickinson died a lot sooner than I expected. I didn't expect her to die. I didn't know anything about right. the movie. But <laughs> she's like 30 minutes in. It's like, oh, she's dead. And the whole, like, she, the reason she bails so quickly is because she found out she got an STD from the guy she slept with. Like, yep. huh. Okay. But I caught the end, and you might have too. Like, the train where they think it's her, the Michael Caine. You, at the end, you're like, oh, is that Michael Caine? No, it was actually like the. 
they were like protecting her. Oh yeah, there's a the cop following her. And yeah, stuff. so yeah, like yeah, yeah, that yeah. one that got maced was actually undercover, not by <laughs> yeah. Kane. Um, for a while, like with the Angie Dickinson stuff, because the opening she has the scene about like almost like a rape, like a rape, rape fantasy, fantasy. Yeah. yeah. When she's actually getting killed, I was like, "Is this a fucking fantasy?" And then I was like, "Oh, this is actually happening." Right. And that's when Nancy Ellen gets introduced, and I was like, oh, "Okay." And fuck, was who plays the cop? Fucking. Friends, Dennis Friends. Yeah, that's right. You fucking asshole. He was an early De Palma guy. Him and Batten blow that's, out. That's both. right. Yeah. Still alive? He's got to be still alive. He's got to be close to eighty, though. You know, I don't know. He's just like such a. Dirty he always fuck. plays a fucking that NYPD Blue. He's won, won a bunch of awards. He's an asshole in Die Hard too. Oh, you're right, <laughs> Jesus. Is he still alive? No, he died in 2005. Dennis Franz did? Yeah. No shit. I didn't know that. Or wait, no. I'm looking at somebody else. What the yeah, fuck? I was like Dennis Franz. I thought he was still alive. I think you're right. I guess he's like 76. Who the fuck did I pull up, though? I don't know. Fucking Dennis Quaid? He's not dead either. Nope. Dennis the Menace? Dennis Franz is 78. uh, 76 is what I said. Yeah. Damn. He just always plays the fucking just dirtiest dude, man. Yep. Grand, this is a long I time might ago. have just sent the most stoner thing to a 15-year-old that my wife is playing right now. His top four? Okay. Oh, don't. That's not a sentence I want to hear. Can we edit that out just for safety and fucking courts come after us? And well, I was just saying, like... Three months. NYPD Blue, City of Angels, Die Hard 2, and Dress to Kill are his top four in his IMDb. Makes sense. But yeah, I, I, have you seen this before? No, no. obviously, because you got it spoiled. I'd never seen it. I liked it a lot. See, De Palma's always been, I've always been pretty negative, and now as this goes on with Blowout and this, I'm like, I'm actually more. Yeah. <laughs> but he is definitely, at least early on, he was definitely a Hitchcock. Oh, clearly. I mean, this. Sycophant. Definitely. This one, specifically, for sure. The very ending, though, the very ending with the dream where you think she gets, and I was, I was like, oh, that is fucking mag. <laughs> like, I literally gasped and put my hand to my mouth, like, she got him, or, I guess I properly said that she got her. <laughs> right. Yeah. I was also shocked to see Michael Caine play a role like that. Michael Caine always plays like gentleman, the uptight British guy. Yeah. What's He's Alfred Pennyfeather. He's fucking... Pennyworth. Pennyworth. God <laughs> damn it. There was a baseball player named Will Pennyfeather. I forgot. What is the movie who coming up? Is it Get Carter? Get Carter's coming up? Is that up? him? Hannah and her sisters. Woody Allen's in the 80s, but he won an Oscar for that. Yeah. Soda House Rules won an Oscar for that. He's prolific. Probably didn't deserve the second one, but... Bygones be bygones here. Yeah, was that, that one was you? Uh, Yes. That was on your list, right? Yeah. That was my number five. It's my seven. So my number six is also the first time I saw it. Uh, American Gigolo. 
I did like this. Didn't make my list, but I liked it. I have an IMDb of 6.3, Metascore of 57. That's on my list. Is it? Yeah. Rotten Tomatoes of 70% tomato meter, 50% audience. The $5 million budget. Domestically, $22,743,674. It was written and directed by Paul Schrader. Paul Schrader, man. Early gear. Yep. Even though he's basically already almost having gray in his hair then. <laughs> right. You got that. Who was the fuck? Who was the girl? Um, God damn it. I, I don't write actors. I don't have it, so I don't remember. But yeah, I mean, he's playing a gigolo. He's. Ah, oh, somebody decent, too. I like this movie. It was, uh. You know, he's. Oh, it's got, what's his face, too? Bill Duke from Predator. Yeah, he's kind of the asshole. It's Hector Elizondo. Yep. Um. Lauren Hutton, Nina Van Palant, or the two I guess girls. Lauren Hutton would have been it. Uh, yeah, and then Nina Van Palant was like his pimp, his female pimp. Oh yeah. So he's kind of moonlighting for Bill Duke, who. And this could have gone for worse stage two because of the language. They dropped the F bomb a lot they dropped the n-bomb quite a bit also yeah and this movie was i don't know i like the perfect thriller of it because he was totally set up you can see it as you're watching it because he picked up a thing for a guy that says he was busy or overbooked or whatever he said but and that it was, was about where, beating the shit out of his wife or something yeah like that. yeah like, yeah that was that. like what i was like oh <laughs> was this on your list no, but I, I did see it. I liked yeah, it. Yeah, I liked it. It's probably in like the 11, 12, 13 range. Yeah. Not far off the list. Well, yeah, it's it's kind of a trying to figure out who did it. And he's got high-class clients that he's trying to prove, get a, or no. He was trying to get a fucking alibi from the guy who set him up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But he was going to some of his clients and scaring them away because he's a gigolo, I guess, and nobody wants to be fucking tied to him. Yeah. Wasn't he also like falling in love with somebody? Yeah, that was the foreign girl. He was supposed to, and she's married to a state senator or the governor or something, and. The senator who's a prick, who's, no, he's running for. He's running for governor or something. He's a politician in some <coughs> way, form, or fashion. Maybe a senator than a governor. Yeah. Yeah, especially in California. <coughs> but. Or in general. <laughs> but yeah, so the senator tries to buy him off. Like, don't see my wife again, but they're in love. Yeah. And he ends up killing Bill Duke. Like, accidentally. Yeah, he throws him up. The guy who set him up. And he ends up, if I remember correctly, the movie ends with him in jail, right? Yeah. Yeah, he was in jail. And he just got charged for the murder of Duke, right? 
Or did they tie the other one to him as well? I can't remember how. I don't remember either, actually. I remember his car was like bugged or they hid something in his car because he was ripping his car apart. And That's early in the movie. He rips the diamond. He finds the pearls and the diamonds and the, right. and the oil yeah. gasket. Yeah. Um, but he catches that, actually, so he doesn't get charged for any of that shit. No, but uh, Hector Elizondo is the cop who's after him. Yeah, I think the whole thing with him dropping Bill Duke because the boot slips off. Yeah. I think that's what he gets charged for. Is right. Like, at least, very least, manslaughter. They never really say. Right. He just... <clears throat> doesn't the girl come back to visit him? He's like, don't come here anymore or some mm-hmm. bullshit like yeah. that. Yeah. We watched this one early. This is my... This yeah, is, like this my, is another This is only my fourth Gear film of all time. I like Richard Gear. I've got Primal Fear, Pretty Woman, and uh, the one with Deborah Winger. Military one. Oh, officer and a gentleman. Yes, Deborah yeah. Winger. Swing. No, she's the it's one. back then. You know. Not now. You know what my dream was when she's I was She's like young? sixty-five. I wanted to be a gigolo down in Florida. Yeah. Like Rob Schneider. Or like, like I'd just go <laughs> sling a dick with old women. Sling a dick. Like that's they, that's what he did in this film. He banged Hey, you know what? Why the post not? office is always taking people on to like put in their. They're called Every Door Direct. So you could just have a thing that goes out to every house. This is Travis Snyder, willing to sling a dick. I'm in. 20 bucks an hour. 30 bucks an hour. Nah, you need more. Than I that. need $150. $75 an hour. an hour. $150 an hour. $75 an hour to fuck? This girl on my Snap charges at least $150. Yeah, she's a lot hotter than you. She's a woman. Uh, I'll work on the spot. I just got to fix the meat first. 75 an hour. You'd be good. They did. They did uh, make a show of this on uh, Showtime, I think, with John Bernthal as the main character. Yes, they did. And it did not do well. No, Even I though I love John Bernthal, I, I think John Bernthal is awesome. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I heard about that. It did not do well. No it, ratings or. It already got canceled. I think it was one criticism. Season. That's not that bad if you're asking for work. Exactly. <coughs> Unless you're like asking bra size, then you're fucked. And Congress is listening right now. Yeah. No, they're not. But, they're not. but if they were. Alright, dude. That was me, or was that me? That was me. It yep, was you. One second. Um, I have got. I've got two left. I have four. I think. Yes. And your two are probably two of the four I have. So yes, they, I mean, they fucking better be. I assume. Travis, come on. I'm. I got a lot going on right now. Yeah, I'm sure you do. How many do you have left? Just give me one second. Do you want me to go? I have more. No, I'm going to go. All right. So, I had to have this one on my list. With my background. Emma is my mom's favorite movie growing up. Okay. Somewhere in time. 
Oh, that's filmed at the Mackinac Island, baby. Mm-hmm. I love that. I never saw months. it. You never saw it? No. Mm-hmm. I thought about watching it, but I never did. Yeah, great. Christopher movie. Reeve? Yeah. Um, IMDb is 7.2, meta 29. Yes. Tomato 52%, audience 88%. Mm. That's one of my number ones that are like, was really fucked up when I was writing it. Yeah. Worldwide, 9.7 million. Budget, 5.1. Director, Jenna Zawar. Swordong. But had Christopher Reeves, Jane Seymour, mm. Dr. Quinn, Medicine Woman. Dude. You want to motor both these sons of bitches? <laughs> <laughs> Not joking. Two days ago. Woke up at my friend's house. They had some channel on. Dr. Quinn was on when I woke up. Yeah. And I watched two episodes. It wasn't bad. I've never seen that show. But but ever? Yeah. Ever. It had Christmas. Like she's yes. a smoke show. That doesn't but mean I watched it. Like the 90s. <laughs> this movie also had Christopher Pl- Plummer and William H. Macy. I don't remember William H. Macy. I know, but it had him in it. Jeez. But... This movie filmed at the Grand Hotel, yeah, and it's one. They had cars. Yeah, they had to pay an exorbitant amount of money in order to have fucking cars on the fucking island. So when I worked on this island or Mackinac Island, got laid a lot. Yeah, that too. But um, you literally, this movie was filming every night. Every night at the showing. Yeah. yeah, it was on it every night. And, yeah, we I watched say, I don't think you were working there when they were filming. You would have been... <laughs> I won't lie to you. I've seen this on Mushrooms. I've seen this on all sorts of drugs. And it's a pretty good flick. It didn't look uh, bad. I'm not going to lie. I mean, you try to figure it, it out fine. because he goes to this hotel. He sees the picture. And then he goes back into time as... That was the love of his life. Well, it starts with her being old. Yeah. Coming up to him after a book signing and saying, come back to me or something <laughs> exactly. like that. Exactly. But it's just how this movie's portrayed. Like, you're try- I don't know. It takes you a while to figure out what the fuck is actually going on. Because... um. It literally, I have the best way I'm going to put this. Like, he is going back in time, and he ends up dying in that bed trying to go back to her. And did he die? I hmm. think he did. I don't know anything about this movie. Because it ended with him, like, they they didn't get any response. He's been in this room for three days, and then I think, like, the last of it, he was with her back in the 1900s, and they were just doing their own thing. You may be right. I think I think you are right, actually. I don't really remember, but... I've seen this so many times, I can't even tell you. The whole thing was, he had to go... He was trying to go back in time and was able to. Well, his fiance just left him, or his girlfriend, or whatever, too. That's And that's right. why he went to the Grand Hotel. And then, um... It's... So crazy because you watch this film. I was like, man, I was so hammered. I was rolling down that hill, like. 
<laughs> I was hammered drunk, and I fucking just went down that. I remember shit about that movie, bro. But no, like, it's also cool because we're all from Michigan. We all been there. We been those spots. We like just seeing that view. Like I, yeah. It I, wasn't implied that it was Mackinac Island. Right? No, it was just they used the Grand Hotel. They used the Grand Hotel, but, but they, they weren't on Mackinac Island. They filmed on Mackinac Island, right? But that's not yeah, where the yeah, movie exactly, took place. Exactly, exactly. Gotcha. Oh, like plot wise. Yeah. Lame. But yeah, I mean that's all I really have to say I about that. Makes sense. I mean, what was it that broke? Because he had to keep everything time right. Where you couldn't have like a dollar bill from the fucking 80s or something and that would break the spell or whatever. Yeah, exactly. What was it that broke it? Do you remember? Um, He took out money. Was it money? Yeah, that's it, was what like I, a, it was like a quarter or something. I think that's right. And he's like, oh shit. And then. Then it was all over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Great film. It's worth the watch. I mean, if you're. Been to the island and seen the fucking building. You might as well watch the movie. And when you lived there for six months, I thought know. about it. I'm sure. I mean, it didn't make my list, but yeah. good pick. My number six. I'm probably the only person that has this. Is the Long Riders. Yeah, that's didn't good. watch it. The Western 80, 81 You did tell me about tomato, it. Tomato seventy three audience, six point nine IMDb, sixty four meta. Directed by Walter Hill. Written by Bill Bryden, Stephen S- Stephen Smith. Wait, not Stephen A. Smith. <laughs> Stacey Keach. Budget $10 million, U.S. 15.8. Worldwide. There was no worldwide. It's got, like, sets of brothers. So there's, like, the Carradine brothers. So Keith, David, Robert. Mm-hmm. The Quades, Randy and Dennis. Uh, the guest brothers, Nicholas and Chris. Like, it's four sets of Jesus brothers. Christ, and the Keech, yeah, the Keech <laughs> brothers, James and Stacy. This movie's about the, uh, uh, the Jesse James and his brother yeah. and the younger clan. I was going to watch this, but it didn't fit. It's only an hour 40, too, which is pretty nice. Yeah. Um, but it's basically about, like, first seeing they're robbing a place, and Dennis Quaid is one of the... Not the main two. It's not James or Younger, but the other third group and their their posse, I guess. Mm-hmm. Don't tell Phil Jackson that posse. Jeez. Okay. Carrying on. Um, uh, Quaid gets like told. Dennis Quaid gets told like get the fuck away. Like yeah. What the fuck is going on outside or no? Dennis Quaid basically like. Goes crazy on a robbery and shoots a couple people, and they're like, "What the fuck, dude? Like, we're fine. Don't have to shoot people." Mm-hmm. They kick him out of the group. Uh, moves forward through their history. It's pretty accurate from what I've read. Um, you know, the younger brothers are the Carradines. Uh, they're one of their cousins gets killed in the movie. It's just. It's just bank robbery and like these quarrels between the families. Right. Like, oh, I'm in power. No, I'm in power. Like, who's the A1 boss man? Right. Um, and at the very end, what's funny and or weird in hindsight, I'm just going to say funny, 
is that the Guest Brothers, Christopher Guest, who made like this Spinal Tap and <laughs> Waiting for Guffman, all those movies, he is one of the brothers that kills Jesse James at the end of the movie. Oh no, shit! And they play they play the Fords. They play Charlie and Robert Ford, right? right. Which of course leads to the assassination of Jesse, Jesse James, James by the, the coward Robert Ford. Um, this is like this is a really good movie. What made you watch this? Like, my I... mom, it was one of her favorites when I was growing up, and still is one of hers. But I hadn't seen it in years, so I was like, oh, I'll check it out. It's on HBO. It was on my list. I just it's didn't get that. It's a good movie. Good western. I'm not a big western guy either. Like I'm not either. But I'm there really some like Unforgiven's great. Yeah. yeah. Like the really old, like Magnificent Seven or Once Upon a Time. Yeah, in, the new Magnificent. Seven. Once Upon a Time in the West, that sort of stuff. But the new Three Ten to Yuma was good. Yeah, that was good. But Unforgiven's probably my favorite still. Yeah. Uh, All right. So that's yours. Got two left. My top two. Number two is The Shining. It's my number two. Yeah, that's on mine. IMDb of 8.4. Metascore of 66. Rotten Tomatoes of 82% tomato meter, 93% audience. $19 million budget. Domestically, $45,634,352. Worldwide, $47,346,869. Directed by Stanley Kubrick. Written by Stanley Kubrick, Diane Johnson. Based on the novel by Stephen King. I mean, it's it's a fucking classic. What else do you say about it? Oh, my God. I grew up. I started watching this when I was seven years old. I watched this when I was eight. Oh, shit. Dude, my mom and I were talking about it the other day. I go, Mom, you realize I watched this shit when I was like eight, and she was like, no, it's fine. You're fine, yeah. right? You're buying a house. <laughs> you're good. You're, you're normal. Yeah. Uh, thanks. I mean, I, yeah, seven years old, I started watching this movie. Do the same things, do the same things fuck you up now that I did then? No. Now Dude, I, I sit there and put it more into a Okay. Did you, so re- when you I guys wa- rewatch this? I did not yeah. rewatch. No, I, we didn't. We did not rewatch this. Oh, um, we did, I did it on a podcast. We did, I did. It on a podcast like not a, too long ago. Okay. A couple years ago. Yeah. So when I rewatched this film, I looked for little details. I always look for, like, I don't look at the full screen. I try to look around and see if there's anything new that I d- didn't catch. Okay. So that's how I rewatch this film when I do is I sit there and try to like not look directly at the center. I look around the edges and that's what I want to do with the last movie we were talking about. The the changeling changeling. because when I saw the thing about it, I was like, I did not know that thing in the background of it. So now like after like you watch a movie like so many times you start looking around the edges. You just catch things. And you catch other things. This and that's definitely... where my whole thoughts are with The Shining. I've probably seen this 34 times. I don't know. It just <laughs> sounds like right. a good number. Random I didn't want to go too high, but 
34 seems about equal. Seven years old. See, I don't remember, like, I remember watching it as when I was younger and not, it's kind of boring. But then, on yeah, the first time I watched it, I wasn't, I just didn't really stick out to me all that much. You know, like, just watching it recently, I caught little things like the scene where, so he's told, like, Charles Grady killed his family, and then he meets the guy at the in the past when he's meeting yeah. Lloyd, the bar, uh, the bartender. Yeah. He, this is Delbert Grady. Well, Delbert Grady, and what was their name? I forget. But the Grady's, they're not the same people. So it's like almost like it's like the picture at the end of the movie where it shows them in the picture. Mm-hmm. It's like the hotel almost like absorbs people's souls. Yeah. In the sense of like, it wasn't the same person. So Delbert Gravity with the two daughters that like die in the mm-hmm. hallway and you yeah, see the blood. Exactly. Um, it's not the same as the people that like he's told died there. And that's the thing is like I've been reading the book. I just told Tom this earlier. Like, the book's a little different. Like Danny, the little boy, he's a way bigger part in the book. Way yeah. bigger. Like every other chapter, it's his perspective. Well, I mean, they kind of, I would imagine they kind of glossed over the fact that he is The Shining also in the movie compared to the book. The only part, he does have a, a chapter with him and the black guy, Halloran. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. And Halloran, tell, that word. and Halloran tells him, like, you know, when I was a boy, this happened and this happened. And that's the I think it's a, I think it's trauma. <laughs> in the book? It reads a little more like, not from his perspective, from the parents. So Danny goes and talks to him in his car, and it seems a little like pedophilic. Like it's a little, okay. it's like kind of like, well, like why is this man sitting in my his car with my son? Right. And that's where he explains about the shining, and how like there are things you're gonna notice. Sometimes you hear people thinking things. And the book especially, like, he, he, the little boy hears a part where, like, this woman leaving the hotel when they arrive wants to get into the bow boy's pants. She's like, I want to get into his pants. And he doesn't understand because he's five. Yeah. So he tells uh, Scatman Crowther's character, he goes, what does that mean? I I heard this woman want to get in his pants. And he starts laughing. Yeah. (laughs) But when you actually read Stephen King, Stephen King's an enormous pervert. Yeah. Enormous I mean, perfect. I haven't read much of him, but I know about the child orgy scene and, uh, it, and stuff like that. Uh, Gunslinger, all that entire Dark Tower series. There were several uh, yeah, like um, uncomfortable sex. Like he's a yeah. perv. I'm too ADD <laughs> to ever read or sit down and think about listening to anything. Like that sounds like awful. The shit. Shining book is quite different, though, from what I understand from my mom. So. Yeah, if somebody reads a book to me, I'm but just fucking... He doesn't freeze to death. I think off. there's an explosion because the boiler is not attended to. And I like, think that, that sounds right. I've, and then I've I believe Scam and Crothers who gets a chest... That scene still scares me. Even watching it this time, just seeing him come out from behind the pillar and just fucking yeah. axe in the chest. Scam and Crothers' character, or uh, Dick Halloran, he doesn't come back in the book. Okay. In the book, he's in Miami... And Wendy and Danny come to him, and Jack blows oh, up. Okay. Oh, okay. Supposedly. 
I haven't finished the book. I'll take your word for it. Yeah. But, I mean, this movie has several just iconic moments Johnny. or scenes. Here's Johnny. Johnny. Yeah. The fucking elevator of blood. It's Jack Nicholas. The twins. The okay. twins. Red rum. Red rum. Jack Red rum. Red rum. No, Jack Nicholas at his best. I mean, he was a nominated. Is, this is unbelievable. That is pretty shocking. Because but. for him to set the bar and s- pretend to see that bartender. The scene with the fucking rotting woman in the bathtub is still yeah. scarred me. It no. scarred me. I was eight. It still scars me. Or the oh, fucking. See, never scarred me. That's what was the, the like so implied blowjob scene with the fucking bear and the pig or there something? There is like a that. believed theory, even though the book just supposedly doesn't touch on it. That that is a allegory to Jack Nicholson mm-hmm. or Jack Jack, Jack Torrance, Torrance, Jack Nicholson yeah. molesting Danny. Whew, that's pretty heavy. No, oh. no, but the, no, I, I know, I, no, I know but there is saying. a thing with like the whole when he gets choked, he has the things that Jack actually choked him. Not there was never really a woman in that room. I mean. Yeah, I don't know. I I gotta get like to I that said, point that, in the book, and I may have a better opinion. That room two thirty seven is an interesting documentary, but it really it, 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 it takes some leaps. Yeah. Liberties it takes some major For liberties. Sure, it does. Like, it's basically it's, the whole. If you were according to them, the movie is about Native American genocide, well, yeah. and literally there's like maybe like three things that might. Okay, maybe you want me to go with my theory. It goes from. It's just based on a book. Uh, it takes it. No, room three. Room two thirty-seven. The documentary. Yeah, it takes it from a vagina to a birth. Um, it just advanced it nine months. It spreads it out way too lot much. It's a flawed doc. <laughs> yes, I kind yes. of enjoyed it, but it takes liberties. Uh, and it's uh, that's that's over two and a half hours long too. It's, isn't cons- it? it's fucking it's like long as shit. But it's all conspiracy. It? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Um. Did you see Doctor Sleep? I did not. I liked that more than most did. And you should check. I it I want to read the book and then watch it. Doctor Sleep was a book. Yes. Oh, I didn't realize that. It I is. thought it was okay. I didn't realize yep. that. So I actually that came out in like the nineties, I think. The book? Early two thousands. Okay. It's, it's just King Book. Right. Oh well. Man. So when did the Shining come out? Seventy six. Okay. Seventy five, seventy six. Dark Tower is like seventy three or seventy four. Or the Gunslinger, sorry. How many sequels did he write? Go to he wrote a sequel for this, which is Doctor Sleep. Sleep. He wrote six sequels in a series of Dark Tower, technically. Right, but I mean that was set up to be a series, right? Yep. He like wrote. What, did he write Pet Cemetery Two? I'm just trying to think of movies. I don't think he did. Out. Okay. He wrote. It's just one book. It yeah. It is the movies are broken up. Yeah. Um, the Talisman became a second book called The Black House. The Talisman's an awesome story. And if I had any skill screenwriting, I would write a screenwriter. But that's not, uh, it wasn't his thing, was to start franchises of his books. It just kind of happened. Nope. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> I usually check out, I, like I said, I wish I could do books on audio. 
but I'm too lazy to even listen to like that is like okay the best way to put it with for me and I'll just say it is I have a hard time listening to lyrics unless it's certain people I'm terrible with lyrics so my thing is is I go with beats typically and that's what's going on in my head and I came to listen to words in a Trav, my, my favorite bands. I can listen to podcasts, though. That's the other thing. I can listen to, like, because they're very sporadic. But it's it, not something you need to pay attention to pay beginning atten- to end. Yeah, you know. it's like, wait, what the fuck did they say? I zoned out for two minutes. Right. Trav, you could take, like, my 10 favorite bands or artists or whatever, what have you, and be like, all right, Chris, we're going to do a karaoke. I would have to look at the screen because I wouldn't know the words, even for my 10 favorite bands, because I'm just, I'm not good with words lyrics like i can't memorize things like that okay numerically i'm good numbers sports numbers you want to be like one of the bad title in 1986 i could probably tell you right well but like you know what i'm saying like i'm great with it's really weird no i'm great with numbers i can shoot that out all day like numbers i'm people are like trev what are we doing this week what's this and i'm like well this should work out with this number and this and this and this yeah sales were doing like yeah, we should X be fine with these projections. I'm figuring it out, but man, that fucking sports complex is fucking my dick. How'd we get here? I don't know. We're not sure That's yet. That's okay. We're way, way above schedule on what we were last we year. Have, yeah. uh, we've had a lot of crossover this year. Yeah, so you're yeah, done? pretty good. I've got two. You got. I have two. You got any time? I mean,. Uh, him I've got one left. Him and I have the same. Yeah. What do you have? You just, How many do you have? One? I have one. Can I do mine? Because it's not on yours. Sure. This one's not on yours. The Long Good Friday is my number five. Sounds like a porn. HBO. It's based on Good Friday. The holiday. It's a tomato meter 97, audience 89. IMDb is 7.6, Meta 82, directed by John McKenzie, written by Barry Keith. This is the one movie I had no budget, no US, no worldwide. I have no idea. Stars Bob Hoskins, Helen Mirren. I think you told me about this. Paul Freeman, Brian Marshall, and Pierce Brosnan. Young Pierce Brosnan. It's about a British gangster played by Bob Hoskins, very uh, cockney era like kind of kind of rough around the edges he wants to get a group of people from america to support him in funding the olympics no the olympics in london for 84 88 he's like 19 that's supposed to be present day okay um but what starts happening is he is supporting a one of his people goes on his goes rogue early in the film and uh, kills an Irish high IRA member. Okay. The IRA is like, well, we're not happy about that. Why would they be? They retaliate, start killing off their people. Bob Hoskins gets back from like some sort of job, doesn't know anything about it. 
So all of a sudden, like, his group is just getting, like, slaughtered. Like, Pierce Brosnan kills, like, two people. It's fucking awesome. Because it's Pierce Brosnan. He does not say a single word in the whole movie. Nice. Literally just you... Leaving. Um... So he starts to investigate, you know, like Helen Mirren's his like girl. Mm-hmm. Don't remember the actors are like his kind of sidekicks, but basically one guy you, from the beginning you're kind of like oh, this guy seems like he'd know a bunch. Well, when he was gone on vacation, they ran a side drug deal. It backfired. People got killed. The Irish retaliated, and he has no idea about this, and basically it's like, it's bad. What's cool is the very end of the movie, you think he's getting out of it, and they're going to be like, all right, we just won't fucking do the Olympics, we'll pursue this shit. At the very end, he gets into a car, the Americans have left, we're their investors. Right. And instantly, he looks over, Helen Mirren's not there, he has a gun to his face, and Helen Mirren's in the car driving by with a gun to her face, and they're getting kidnapped to end the movie. You don't see what happens to them, but you assume, like... The worst. The worst. (laughs) So it's like, just the way it ended, even regardless of how you felt about the people in the movie, you were like, awesome. (laughs) That sounds wild. What was this called? The Long Good Friday. It kind of was like... How did he find this? The way you described it, it kind of sounds like The Gentleman a little bit. It's on the HBO. It is very much in the, like, Guy Ritchie mm-hmm. and that group of people. Uh, Guy Ritchie, who else is kind of that fucking... Matthew Vaughn. Matthew Vaughn. This movie was a huge influence them for them. Guaranteed. It sounds like No it, fucking sure. doubt. But I told you on the phone the other day, this movie is very serious. There's not a lot of funny in it. Yeah. Bob Hoskins is... Probably should have been nominated. He's See, I don't. I'm, downright dead serious. Like it's hard. No, I agree. Like, I know what you're saying. It's, it's hard like, to take like, him seriously as like some fucking mobster, right? Because essentially, he wants to bring the Olympics to London. He's just a fucking mobster. It's all he is. All right. So Were the Olympics in London in '84, '88? No, '84 was LA. 80 was Moscow, and we refused to... Or no. 80 was... Yes. Correct? 80 was Moscow? Well, I'm thinking of the winter, but that was Lake Placid. That was 82. Can I go next since I was skipped? Well, you have one left, right? Yeah. Just go. No, completely what you guys are doing. Good. It's a very British film. It was good, though. So this is my childhood. Led to Guy Ritchie. Like, hard. This is your last one? This is my last one. Okay. This is my childhood. Whatever. Superman 2. What? That's the no best of the Supermans. Sorry. It, no, no. That's my bad. No, it's a childhood thing, man. No. And right. I still loved it. But IMDb is... 6.8 meta 83 tomato 83% audience 76% worldwide 108 million dollars budget 54 million director Richard Lester Richard Donner Richard Oh but Le- oh Richard Lester and Richard Donner Richard Donner 
It was both. That is that is true. Yeah, I had I had so I did a slash. They fired Donner. Yeah, and had Lester they did a splash. Yeah. So Gene Hackman, Christopher Reeves, the weapon, baby. Margaret Kidder, and Terrence Stamp. Now, it's just this was my childhood, man. I loved Superman. I actually had my mom would get upset, or no, I wouldn't get. I'd piss my mom off because I wouldn't have my Superman pajamas on to have a cape. The cape had like um, Velcros on it and it was like a little I could run around and fly. Oh, I could fly. I got so many stitches. Well, I'll be fine. I was fine. But, um, But no. This movie like also, like, how it ended was so awesome because, you know, Lois Lane knew Superman was Superman because she jumped to the fucking Niagara Falls yeah. and Clark Kent saved her, but he did it because his vision and well, this yeah. and that, but she didn't realize that he did that. And that's why she's like, oh, I was guessed wrong, blah, blah, blah. Like, no, you didn't. Like, bitch, if you fucking looked at everything. Well, yeah, she did fucking everything to expose him, so to speak, as Yeah, Superman. but what was really cool about this is... I haven't seen Superman 2. Okay. <laughs> You're holding a pen like it's a fucking <laughs> bowl. Um... <laughs> uh, but no, so Lucia kicked in and exited out. I mean, Terrence Stamp as the villain. Yeah. Fucking Azad. Classic. Yep, he was great. There were some corny pieces in this movie when he, like, took the S off his chest and threw it. And Margot Kidder was. He's like, I'm not, a, I'm not mm-hmm. a man anymore. I'm a woman. Are you talking about Bud Light? Wonder Woman came out, and then everything happened, and they were holding a can of Bud Light. I heard that. Yeah, it was a good story. Well, he gave up. I mean, the part of the point of this movie is he gave up his powers to get a vagina, save uh, Lois Lane. But then he gets his ass kicked and all this shit. And then that's when Lois decides that he's not Superman or some bullshit. I don't really remember. She wanted that dog. Yeah. Basically, everybody's happy. I hate everybody right now. They made it number three. Lions, (laughs) tigers, pistons, whatever. All of them. Yeah, this was... The three Juwan and four Howard. were fucking garbage. What's that? I said three and four were fucking garbage. Oh, three and four had the Richard Dreyer. Pryor. Pryor, yes. Uh, thank you. I didn't say Man of Steel? I didn't say anything bad. And oh, oh, Man of Steel was good. I like Man of Steel better than most. Where we they saw had to take his mustache off because... That was Justice League. Oh, that was Justice uh, League. Yeah, we're close. But no, Man of Steel, I mean, they use the same villain, Zod. He just had to kill people, which was not okay. That that was the big, and they're just completely devastated fucking Metropolis. Yeah. 
Yeah. So I'm. But those are the two complaints of that. But I liked it more than most, for sure. All right. My number one. My number one. The Empire Strikes Back. Tomato meter ninety four. Audience ninety seven. I do. IMDb eight point seven. About eighty two. Directed by Irvin Kirshner. Written by Lee Brackett, Lawrence Kasdan, and George Lucas. $18 million budget, 292.7 US, 538.4 worldwide. Harrison Ford, Mark Hamill, Carrie Fisher, James Earl Jones, Billy D. Williams, Frank Oz, and Antoni- er, Anthony Daniels. Anthony right. Daniels, yep. C3PO. It's the best movie of the series, yep. I think, almost by far, in a weird way. Like, it's pretty it, consensus. It, it, yeah, it's head and shoulders above. Like, no one's movie. ever like, oh, man, Revenge of the Sith. The well, no. I mean, the only arguments you could make are from the... The or- first one? Yeah. The first trilogy. Um, And even, I would say, A New Hope. I, I, I don't know too. anybody puts Return of the Jedi above this. Nope, you're right. We talked about this when we did this with Sandy. Um, I'm not a huge Star I know, Wars fan. I, know I enjoyed it. I watched all of them you're multiple real, times. You're a real cunt. <laughs> no offense. It's definitely not your style of movie. You don't. The shit on Hoth in the beginning, the stuff on the Cloud City at the end. Cloud City of Bespin. And I mean I don't quite get it Just because he looks cool But this is the introduction to Boba Fett Yep Who was on screen for all of five minutes Of the entire trilogy And he's one of the most favorite characters of all time It's so weird It's weird, I don't get it It And he turns out to be a fucking pussy In Return of the Jedi He gets fucking killed by blind Han Yep Get the fuck out of here with that guy Anyway uh, you get the Sarlacc pit. You get the fucking asteroid field fucking chase. I mean, it, oh yeah, when you said Sarlacc pit, I was thinking of the fucking return. But no, I know what you're talking about on the fucking on that planet. Oh yeah, I was I'm just fucking bitching about off fucking abominable snowman looking fucking dude. Wampa? No, the Wampa was what they were riding, right? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I thought they smelled bad <laughs> on the outside. Yeah. Well, yeah. The uh, whole, like, Han or Luke and Leia, like, when Heinz like, that. talking shit about <laughs> love and stuff, and they look at each other, like, really close to the guy. And then it's like, oh, your brother and sister. Yeah. It, I mean, did you really plan that out, George, that way? Because that's kind of fucked up. He's a fucking perv. <laughs> right there with Stephen King. Yep. But It was the 70s, bro. Yeah, it's a different Dude. time. Um, I mean the be- the best part of the movie is that the heroes lose. Yeah, like that. That's how ev- if you're going to make a trilogy, the it's second like the, movie like has the, to have. It's the like fucking... the Patriots in four and twelve. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> with Brady. But that would be the best. You have to fucking lose, and that that's you have the fucking under the fucking underdog win in the first one. Get the shit kicked out of you in the well, second. Vader one. dominates then, Luke too. Oh yeah, and and Billy D 
fucking betrays betrays Han, uh, betrays Han. But I'm just saying in a trilogy movie, yep. the second one has to be a fucking downer. Two Towers kind of has like to that. be. Yeah, I mean, this is kind of the fucking prototype for it, but yep. that's how it has to be. Um. So my miss the cut for fun. Maybe not for fun. The Elephant Man, one of the best movies of this decade. Of this I almost I had that it. movie. This movie's really good. We watched it. I liked it. Very sad. Yeah, it, it's not an easy watch. That's for damn sure. Nine to five. I Nine thought it was good. I thought it was pretty fun. My First favorite. Time I watched I it. fucking died laughing at the scene at the very end with a cowboy, like not cowboy guy, but the guy that's like their CEO comes in. Yeah. He's like, oh, I heard you got a daycare, and they're looking at shit, and he goes. Just the line of like this equal pay though. We gotta we gotta cut that out. <laughs> and he goes he's like just gotta stop prime priming the pump. Like I don't know like <laughs> yeah. what that made me fucking die laughing. The big red one? Do you know what that is? I don't. It's a movie about there's a group of World War One soldiers that carried over it's the the number one group in the I don't know what the fuck the army shit's called, but basically like their patch means like you're the best of the best. Okay. And Lee Marvin and Mark Hamill and Robert Carradine. It was guys that took part in like D Day and like Aus- like different shit throughout the entire war. Yeah. Uh, yeah that's pretty I good. Hear about that. Ordinary People? Ordinary People, he didn't watch. It's um, fine. Hutton deserved his Oscar, and that's about it. I heard it was pretty good, but, yeah, not an easy watch, if I remember um, correctly. What else did I watch? American Gigolo, which made yours. The Gods Must Be Crazy, I watched again. I didn't watch that. It was on my list, but it wasn't streaming anywhere. Did you get it from the library? It's yeah, it's no. it's fine. It's just not it doesn't hold up as great. Did you end up watching Kagamusha or whatever? No, I have it in my yeah. house. Never watched it. I did watch Atlantic City. I don't know Atlantic City. With Susan Sarandon and Burke uh Burke Lancaster. Really? It's about like uh this old gangster, Burke Lancaster, and, and like she He's attracted to her. She like does some work for him. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, and then one I call a watch called Melvin and Howard. It's got uh Jason Robards, Mary Steenburgen. Steenburgen. You were telling me about this on the She phone, won an yeah. Oscar for that. Really? I know she was an Oscar winner until I looked it up. Was it Warrington? Was she good? She's good in it. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not sure. I have to compare it to the other Right. The but, ago. I mean, it, you could see it happen. Like, I would give it to Shelley Duvall over her for supporting. Yeah, we didn't even mention that with The Shining. She, that fucking She's ruined awesome. her career. Yeah, She's I thought awesome she was in great. that role, though. But, like, but people fucking hated her in it. That's unfortunate. Um, it's a good movie, though. And we, then, what did I watch? I think it's pretty much it. We watched, we did watch Blue Lagoon. Yeah, oh, God. that was bad. How bad was that? That, that was bad. bad. That was just too on the nose to be worst age. Like, I mean. I thought about it, but I didn't, didn't want to. Yeah, I didn't I, want to. 
I it's tough. We had to. It's just one of those like to. we chose to. Chose, chose to. to. But you had to watch those movies that are like the most argumentative. It's not that. It's not as egregious as I remembered it being with the nudity. There's a lot of nudity, but they were. It, it seemed like they were able to use body doubles. It wasn't. So I mean, it's still fucked up, but that one was tough. We watched. We also watched uh, Little Darlings. That was the. Oh, that was not bad. trying to lose their. Virginity. I like that movie. It wasn't a bad movie, but it was it kind just, of a bacon movie. This one too. No, that was uh, Dylan. Matt Dylan. Matt Dylan, yeah. Um. Cannibal Holocaust we watched. Holy fuck. That's a tough one. Rough. Yeah. It, I mean, it looks they're actually slaughtering animals on screen. Jesus. Like in the fucking heart of the Amazon. Yeah, I, could, I walked away. I couldn't do it. You went to bed. Yeah. It, I went up and watched Love and Death. Did you hear Green Inferno? No. It was Eli Roth. Made it in 2014, 15 something. Basically the same movie. I wanted to watch Flash Gordon again. I did not Just, watch that because of Queen. Like a, yeah, Queen, and I mean, mean, there's a big storyline on Ted about it. And yep, I've seen it before. I own it actually. Just didn't get to it. Popeye, I'd never seen. Final Popeye Countdown, no. I liked as a kid. Cruising was on my list that I didn't watch. Ordinary People was on my list that I didn't watch. Liked it. Uh, Urban Cowboy didn't. Was that this year? That was this year. You sure? Travolta. It was on the fucking 80 IMDb list. Horror movie called Alligator. Didn't get to it. Humanoids from the Deep. Something interesting. I didn't know Coal Miner's Daughter was this year. Yeah, about... uh, Never seen it. Yeah. Wasn't streaming. I want to see used cars. Yeah, you. We talked about that. That wasn't streaming anywhere. Oh yeah. And who who directed used cars? It was another Zemeckis. Zemeckis, yeah. Bye. Are you okay? I have to pee. (laughs) All right. uh, Sitting of City of Living Dead. Eaten alive. Couple horror movies. Any which way you can. The sequel to Every Which Way But Loose. Yep. Yep. Terror Train and Stuntman I wanted to see. Stuntman was on there. Let me see what else I didn't say. I think I said everything. Alright. Still love this shit? Yeah, I get Atlantic City was good. and Cesar Ander was great in that movie. It's for a combination. Alright. All right. Cracking in the 70s. We'll right. see you next time. Peace out. Start a new decade. Peace. An hour less than last. Well, shit got a little loose. Hopefully you understood everything. Whether or not you agree or disagree with our take on the movies, hopefully you learned something or were at least entertained. So come back for more booze and bullshit.